0: We are now entering the Sapphire Planet. you are now in the sapphire planet the moon is the only natural satellite of the planet earth and is the fifth largest satellite in the solar system It is the largest natural satellite of a planet in the solar system, relative to the size of its primary planet, having a quarter of the diameter of the Earth. The Moon is the second densest satellite after Io, a satellite of Jupiter. It is in synchronous rotation with the planet Earth, always showing the same face with its near side, marked by dark volcanic maria that fills between the bright ancient crustal highlands and the prominent impact craters. The moon is the brightest object in the sky after the sun, although its surface is actually very dark with a reflectance similar to that of coal its prominence in the sky and its regular cycle of phases have since ancient times made the moon an important cultural influence on language, calendars, art and mythology. The moon's gravitational influences produces the ocean tides and the minute lengthening of the day. The moon's current orbital distance about 30 times the diameter of the Earth, causes it to appear almost the same size in the sky as the Sun, allowing it to cover the Sun nearly precisely in a total solar eclipse. The Moon is the only celestial body other than the Earth on which humans have ever set foot. While the Soviet Union's Luna Program was the first to reach the moon with unmanned spacecraft in 1959, the United States NASA Apollo Program achieved the only manned missions to date, beginning with the first manned lunar orbit mission by Apollo 8 in 1968 and six manned lunar landings between 1969 and 1972, with the first being Apollo 11. These missions returned over 380 kilograms of lunar rocks which have been used to develop a geological understanding of the Moon's origins, the formation of its internal structure, and its subsequent history. It is thought to have formed some 4.5 billion years ago. One formation theory is a giant impact event involving the Earth. The impact theory was called into question 2012. After reanalysis of the Apollo samples, after the Apollo 17 mission in 1972, the Moon has been visited only by unmanned spacecraft, notably by the final Soviet Lunokhod rover. Since 2004, Japan, China, India the United States and the European Space Agency have each sent lunar orbiters. These spacecrafts have contributed to confirming the discovery of lunar water ice in permanently shadowed craters at the poles and bound into the lunar regolith. Future man missions to the moon have been planned, including government as well as privately funded efforts. The moon remains under the Outer Space Treaty, free to all nations to explore for peaceful purposes. Several Mechanicisms have been proposed for the Moon's formation 4.5 billion years ago, some 30 to 50 million years after the origin of the Solar System. These include the fission of the Moon from the Earth's crust through centrifugal force. This would require too great of initial spin on the Earth. Second would be the gravitational capture of a preformed Moon, which would require an unfeasibly extended atmosphere of the Earth to dissipate the energy of the passing Moon. And third, the co-formation of the Earth and the Moon together, in the primordial accretion disk, which does not explain the deletion of metallic iron in the Moon. These hypotheses also cannot account for the high angular momentum of the Earth-Moon system. The prevailing hypothesis today is that the Earth-Moon system formed as a result of a giant impact. A Mars-sized body hitting the newly formed Proto-Earth, blasting materials into orbit around it which accreted to form the Moon. Giant impacts are thought to have been common in the early solar system. Computer simulations modeling a giant impact are consistent with measurements of the angular momentum of the Earth-Moon system and the small size of the lunar core. They also show that most of the Moon came from the impactor, not from the proto-Earth. More recent tests suggest more of the Moon coalesced from the Earth and not the impactor. Meteorites show that other inner solar system bodies, such as Mars and Vesta, have very different oxygen and tungsten isotopic compositions to the Earth while the Earth and Moon have near identical isotopic compositions. Post-impacting mixing of the vaporized material between the forming Earth and Moon could have equalized their isotopic compositions, although this is debated. The large amount of energy released in the Gio- in giant impact event and subsequent reaccretion of material in Earth orbit would have melted the outer shell of the Earth forming a magma ocean. The newly formed Moon would have also had its own lunar magma ocean. Estimates for its depth range from about 500 kilometers to the entire radius of the Moon. Published in 2012, an analysis of titanium isotopes in Apollo lunar samples showed that the Moon has the same composition as Earth which conflicts with the impact event hypothesis for its formation. The Moon is a differentiated body. It has geochemically distinct crust, mantle, and core. The Moon has a solid, iron-rich inner core with a radius of 240 kilometers and a fluid outer core primarily made of liquid iron with a radius of roughly 300 kilometers. Around the core is a particularly molten boundary layer with a radius of about 500 kilometers. This structure is thought to have been developed through the fractionalized crystallization of globule magma ocean shortly after the Moon's formation 4.5 billion years ago. Crystallization of this magma ocean would have created a mantle from the precipitation and sinking of minerals olivine, clinoproxene, and orthoproxene. After about three quarters of the magma ocean had crystallized, lower density plagioclase minerals could form and float into a crust on top. The final liquids to crystallize would have been initially sandwiched between the crust and mantle, with a high abundance of incompatible and heat producing elements. Consistent with this geochemical mapping from the orbit shows the crust is mostly ornothite, and moon rock samples of the flood lavas erupted on the surface from partial melting in the mantle confirm the mantle composition which is more iron rich than that of the earth. Geophysical techniques suggest that the crust is on average approximately 50 kilometers thick. The moon is the second densest satellite in the solar system after Io. However, the inner core of the moon is small with a radius of about 350 kilometers or less. This is only about 20 percent the size of the moon in contrast to the approximately 50% most other terrestrial bodies have for their core. Its composition is not well constrained, but is probably metallic iron alloyed with a small amount of sulfur and nickel. Analyses of the moon's time variable rotation indicate that it is at least partly molten. The topography of the Moon has been measured with laser altimetry and stereo image analysis. The most visible topographic feature is the giant far side South Pole, Attican Basin, some 2,240 kilometers in diameter. The largest crater on the Moon and the largest known crater in the Solar System. At 13 kilometers deep, Attican Crater, its floor, is the lowest elevation on the moon. The highest elevations are found just to its northeast, and it has been suggested that this area might have been thickened by oblique formation impacts of the South Pole. Other large impact basins, such as Umbrium, Serentius, Chrysium, Smithy, Orientali also possess regionally low elevations and elevated rims. The lunar far side is on average about 1.9 kilometers higher than the near side. The dark and relatively featureless lunar planes, which can be clearly seen with the naked eye, are called mare, Latin for seas. Since they were believed by ancient astronomers to be filled with water, they are now known to be vast solidified pools of ancient basaltic lava. While similar to terrestrial basalts the basalts have a much higher abundance of iron and are completely lacking in minerals altered by water. The majority of these lava eruptions or flowed into into the depressions associated with the impact basins. several geologic provinces containing shielded volcanoes and volcanic drones, are found within the near side Mariara. Mariara are found almost exclusively on the near side of the moon, covering 31% of the surface of the near side, compared with a few scattered patches on the far side covering only 2%. This is thought to be due to a concentration of heat-producing elements under the crust on the near side seen on geochemical maps attained by lunar prospectors gamma-ray spectrometer which would have caused an underlying mantle to heat up, partially melt, rise to the surface, and erupt. Most of the moon's basalts erupted during the Imbrian period, 30 to 33 and years ago. Although some radiometrically dated samples are as old as 4.2 billion years, and the youngest eruptions, dated by crater counting, appear to have only been 1.2 billion years ago. The light-colored regions of the Moon are called Terra, or more commonly Highlands, since they are higher than most Maria. They have been radiometrically dated as forming 4.4 billion years ago, and may represent Plagioclase culminates of lunar magma oceans. In contrast to the Earth, no major lunar mountains are believed to have been formed as a result of tectonic events. The other major geologic process that has affected the Moon's surface is impact cratering, with craters formed when asteroids and comets collide with the lunar surface. There are estimated to be roughly 300,000 craters wider than one kilometer on the Moon's near side alone. Some of these are named for scholars, scientists, artists, and explorers. The Lunar Geologic Timescale is based on the most prominent impact events, including nectaris, imbrium, and orientale structures, characterized by multiple rings of uplifted material, typically hundreds to thousands of kilometers in diameter and associated with a broad apron of ejecta deposits that form a regional stratigraphic horizon. The lack of an atmosphere, weather and recent geological processes mean that many of these craters are well-preserved. While only a few multi-ring basins have been definitively dated, they are useful for assigning relative ages. Since impact craters accumulate at a nearly constant rate, counting the number of craters per unit area can be used to estimate the age of the surface. The radiometric age of impact melted rocks collected during the Apollo missions cluster between 3.8 and 4.1 billion years old. This has been used to propose a late heavy bombardment of impacts. Blanketed on top of the moon's crust is a highly commuted and impact gardener surface layer called regolith formed by impact processes. The finer regolith the lunar soil of silicon dioxide glass has a texture like snow and smells like spent gunpowder. The regolith of older surfaces is generally thicker than for younger surfaces. It varies in thickness from 10 to 20 meters in the highlands and 3 to 5 meters in the mariara. Beneath the finely communicated regolith layer is the mega regolith a layer of highly fractured bedrock many kilometers thick. Liquid water cannot persist on the lunar surface. When exposed to solar radiation, the water quickly decomposes through a process known as photodissociation and is lost into space. However, since the 1960s, scientists have hypothesized that water ice may be deposited by impacting comets or possibly produced by the reaction of oxygen-rich lunar rocks and hydrogen from solar winds, leaving traces of water which could possibly survive in cold, permanently shadowed craters at either pole on the Moon. Computer simulations suggest that up to 14,000 square kilometers of the surface may be in permanent shadow. The presence of unusable quantities of water on the Moon is an important factor in rendering lunar habitation as cost-effective plan. The alternative of transporting water from the Earth would be prohibitively expensive in the years since signatures of water have been found to exist on the lunar surface. In 1994 the Bastanic Radar experiment located on the Clementine spacecraft indicated the existence of small frozen pockets of water close to the surface. However, later radar observations by Arecibo suggest these findings may rather be rocks ejected from young impact craters. In 1998, the neutron spectrometer located on the Lunar Prospector spacecraft indicated that high concentrations of hydrogen are present in the first meter of depth in the regolith near the polar regions. In 2008, an analysis of volcanic lava beds brought back to Earth aboard Apollo 15 showed small amounts of water to exist in the interior of the beads. In 2008, Shizrandian 1 spacecraft has since confirmed the existence of surface water ice using the onboard moon mineralogy mapper. The spectrometer observed absorption lines common to hydroxyl in reflected sunlight, providing evidence of large quantities of water ice on the lunar surface. The spacecraft showed that concentrations may possibly be as high as one thousand parts per million. In two thousand nine, Lacrosse sent twenty three hundred kilogram impactor into a permanently shadowed polar crater and detected at least one hundred kilograms of water in a plume of ejected material. Another examination of the lacrosse data showed that the amount of detected water to be closer to 155 kilograms. In 2011, it was reported 615 to 1410 parts per million water in melt inclusion in lunar sample 74220, the famous high-titanium orange-glass soil of volcanic origin collected during the Apollo 17 mission in 1972. The inclusions were formed during explosive eruptions on the Moon, approximately 3.7 billion years ago. This concentration is comparable with that of Magna in Earth's upper mantle. While of considerable sinological interest, the announcement affords little comfort to would-be lunar colonists. The sample originated many kilometers below the surface, and the inclusions are so difficult to access that it took 39 years to find them with the -the state-of-the-art ion microprobe instrument. The gravitational field of the Moon has been measured through tracking the Doppler shift of radio signals emitted by other spacecrafts. The main lunar gravity features are Mascons, large positive gravitational anomalies associated with some of the giant impact basins, partly caused by the dense mare basaltic lava flows that fill these basins. These anomalies greatly influence the orbit of spacecraft about the moon. There are some puzzles. Lava flows by themselves cannot explain all of the gravitational signature, and some mascons exist that are not linked to mere volcanism. The moon has an external magnetic field of the order of 1 to 100 nanoteslas, less than one hundredth that of the Earth. It does not currently have a global dipolar magnetic field, as would be generated by a liquid metal core geodynamo, and only has crustal magnetization, probably acquired early in lunar history, when a geodynamo was still operating. Alternately, some of the remnant magnetism may be from transient magnetic fields generated during large impact events through the expansion of the impact-generated plasma cloud in the presence of an ambient magnetic field. This is supported by the apparent location of the largest crustal magnetizations near the antipodes of the giant impact basins. The moon has an atmosphere so tenacious as to be nearly a vacuum with the total mass of less than 10 metric tons. The surface pressure of this small mass is around 3 times 10 to the negative 15th atmospheres. It varies with the lunar day. Its sources include outgassing and sputtering, the release of atoms, from the bombardment of lunar soil by solar wind ions. Elements that have been detected include sodium and potassium, produced by sputtering, which are also found in the atmospheres of Mercury and Io, helium 4 from the solar wind, and argon 40, radon 222, polonium 210 outgassed after the creation by radioactive decay within the crust and mantle the absence of such neutral species atoms and molecules as oxygen nitrogen carbon hydrogen and manganese which are present in the regolith is not understood water vapor has been detected and found to vary with latitude, with a maximum at approximately 60 to 70 degrees. It is possibly generated from the sublimation of water ice in the regolith. These gases can either return into the regolith due to the moon's gravity, or be lost into space either through solar radiation pressure or, if they are ionized, by being swept away by the solar winds magnetic field. The moon's axial tilt, with respect to the elliptic, is only 1.54 degrees, much less than the 23.44 degrees of Earth. Because of this, the moon's solar illumination varies much less with season, and topographical details play a crucial role in seasonal effects. From images taken by Clementine in 1994, it appears that four mountainous regions on the rim of Perry Crater at the Moon's North Pole remain illuminated for the entire lunar day, creating peaks of eternal light. No such regions exist at the South Pole. Similarly, there are places that remain in permanent shadow at the bottom of many polar craters. And these dark craters are extremely cold. Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter measured the lowest summer temperatures in craters at the Southern Pole at 35 degrees Kelvin, or Minus 238 degrees Celsius, and just 26 degrees Kelvin close to the winter solstice in North Polar Hermite Crater. This is the coldest temperature in the solar system ever measured by a spacecraft, colder even than the surface of Pluto. The Moon makes a complete orbit around the Earth with respect to the fixed stars about once every 27.3 days, its sidereal period. However since the Earth is moving in its orbit about the Sun at the same time, it takes slightly longer for the Moon to show the same phase to Earth, which is about 29.5 days, its synodic period. Unlike most satellites of other planets, the Moon orbits nearer the elliptic plane than to the planet's equatorial plane. The Moon's orbit is subtly perturbed by the Sun and Earth and many small complex and interacting ways. For example, the plane of the Moon's orbital motion gradually rotates, which affects other aspects of lunar motion. These follow-on effects are mathematically described by Cassini's laws. The Moon is exceptionally large relative to the Earth. A quarter of the diameter of the planet and one to eighty-one its mass. It is the second largest moon orbiting the object in the solar system relative to the size of its planet. Charon is larger relative to the dwarf planet Pluto at slightly more than one-ninth of Pluto's mass. However, the Earth and Moon are still considered a planet-satellite system rather than a double-planet system as their barycenter, the common center of mass, is located 1,700 kilometers or about a quarter of the Earth's radius, beneath the surface of the Earth. The Moon is in synchronous rotation. It rotates about its axis in about the same time it takes to orbit the Earth. This result in its nearly always keeping the same face turned toward the Earth. The Moon used to rotate at a faster rate, but Early in its history, its rotation slowed and became tidally locked in this orientation as a result of frictional effects associated with tidal deformation caused by the Earth. The side of the moon that faces Earth is called the near side, the opposite side the far side. The far side is often called the dark side, but in fact it is an eliminated, as often as the near side, once per lunar day. During the new moon phase we observe on Earth when the near side is dark. The moon has an exceptionally low albedo, giving it a similar reflectance to coal. Despite this, it is the second brightest object in the sky after the sun. This is partly due to the brightness enhancement of the opposition effect. At quarter phase, the moon is only one-tenth as bright, rather than half as bright as a full moon. Additionally, color constancy in the visual system recalibrates the relations between the colors of an object and its surrounding. And since the surrounding sky is comparatively dark, The sunlit moon is perceived as a bright object. The edges of a full moon seem as bright as the center, with no limb darkening, due to the reflective properties of lunar soil which reflect more light back towards the sun than in the other directions. The moon does appear larger when closer to the horizon, but this is purely psychological effect, known as the Moon Illusion, first described in the 7th century BC. The Full Moon subtends an arc of about 0.52 degrees on average in the sky, roughly the same apparent size as the Sun. The monthly changes of angle between the direction of illumination by the Sun and viewing from Earth and the phases of the moon that result. The highest altitude of the moon in the sky varies. While it has nearly the same limit as the sun, it alters with the lunar phase and with the season of the year, with the full moon's highest during winter. The 18.6 year node cycle also has an influence. When the ascending node of the lunar orbit is in its vernal equinox. The lunar declination can go as far as 28 degrees each month. This means the moon can go overhead at a latitude of up to 28 degrees from the equator instead of only 18 degrees. The orientation of the moon crest also depends on the latitude of the observation site. Close to the equator an observer can see a smile-shaped crescent moon. The distance between the moon and the earth varies from around 356,400 kilometers to 406,700 kilometers at the the extreme perigees, which is closest, and apogees, which is farthest. On March 19, 2011, it was closer to the Earth while at full phase than it has been since 1993. Reported as a supermoon, this closest point coincides within an hour of a full moon and is thus appeared 30% brighter and 14% larger than when it's at its greatest distance there has been historical controversy over whether features on the Moon's surface change over time today many of these claims are thought to be illusionary resulting from observations under different lighting conditions poor astronomical seeing or inadequate drawings however outgassing does occasionally occur and could be responsible for a minor percentage of the reported lunar transient phenomena. Recently, it has been suggested that a roughly 3 kilometer diameter region of the lunar surface was modified by a gas release event about 1 million years ago. The Moon's appearance, like that of the Sun, can be affected by Earth's atmosphere. Common effects are a 22 degree halo ring Formed when the moon's light is refracted through the ice crystals of high citrus clouds and smaller coronal rings when the moon is seen through thin clouds. The tides on earth are mostly generated by the gradient and intensity of the moon's gravitational pull from one side of the earth to the other the tidal forces. This forms two tidal bulges on the Earth, which are most clearly seen in elevated sea levels as ocean tides. Since the Earth spins about 27 times faster than the Moon moves around it, the bulges are dragged along with the Earth's surface faster than the the Moon moves, rotating around the Earth once a day as it spins on its axis the ocean tides are magnified by other effects frictional coupling of water to Earth's rotation through the ocean floors, the inertia of water movement, ocean basins that get shallower near land, and oscillations between different ocean basins. The gravitational attraction of the Sun on the Earth's ocean is almost half that of the Moon and their gravitational interplay is responsible for spring and neap tides. Gravitational coupling between the Moon and the bulge nearest the Moon acts as a torque on the Earth's rotation, draining angular momentum and rotational kinetic energy from the Earth's spin. In turn, angular momentum is added to the Moon's orbit, accelerating it, which lifts the Moon into a higher orbit with a longer period. As a result, the distance between the Earth and Moon is increasing, and the Earth's spin is slowing down. Measurements from lunar ranging experiments with laser reflectors left during the Apollo missions have found that the Moon's distance to the Earth increases by 38 millimeters per year. Atomic clocks also show that the Earth's day lengthens by about 15 microseconds every year, slowly increasing the rate at which the UTC is adjusted by leap seconds. Left to run its course, this tidal drag will continue until the spin of the Earth and the orbital period of the Moon matched. However, the Sun will become a red giant long before that, engulfing both the Earth and the Moon. The lunar surface also experienced tides of amplitude of approximately 10 centimeters over 27 days, with two components, a fixed one due to the Earth, as they are in synchronous rotation, and a varying component from the Sun. The Earth-induced component arises from liberation, a result of the Moon's orbital eccentricity. If the Moon's orbit were perfectly circular, there would be only solar tides. Libration also changes the angle from which the Moon is seen, allowing about 59% of its surface to be seen from the Earth, but only half at any instant. The cumulative effects of stress built up by these tidal forces produces moonquakes. Moonquakes are much less common and weaker than earthquakes, although they can last for up to an hour, a significantly longer time than terrestrial earthquakes, because of the absence of water to damp out the seismic vibrations. The existence of moonquakes was an unexpected discovery from the seismometers placed on the moon by Apollo astronauts from 1969 to 1970.
1: 72.
0: Eclipses can only occur when the Sun, Earth, and Moon are all at straight line. Solar eclipses occur at New Moon, when the Moon is between the Sun and the Earth. In contrast, lunar eclipses occur at Full Moon, when the Earth is between the Sun and and the Moon. The apparent size of the Moon is roughly that the same of the Sun, with both being viewed at close to one half angle of degree wide. The Sun is much larger than the Moon, but it is the precise vastly greater distance that, coincidentally, give it the same apparent size as the much closer and much smaller Moon from the perspective of the Earth. The Cold War-inspired space race between the Soviet Union and the U.S. led to an acceleration of interest in exploration of the Moon. Once launchers had the necessary capabilities, these nations sent unmanned probes to both flyby and impact lander missions spacecraft from the Soviet Union Luna program were the first to accomplish a number of goals. Following three unnamed fail missions in 1958, the first man-made object to escape Earth's gravity and pass near the moon was Luna 1. The first man-made object to impact the lunar surface was Luna 2. And the first photographs of the normally occluded far side of the moon were made by Luna 3 all in the year 1959. The first spacecraft to perform a successful lunar soft landing was Luna 9 and the first unmanned vehicle to orbit the moon was Luna 10, both in 1966 rock and soil samples were brought back to earth by three Luna sample return missions Luna 16 in 1970 Luna 20 in 1972 and Luna 24 in 1976 which returned 0.3 kilograms total two pioneering robotic rovers landed in the moon in 1970 and 1973 as part of the Soviet Lunken Hood program. American lunar exploration began with robotic missions aimed at developing understanding of the lunar surface for an eventual manned landing. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory Surveyor program landed its first spacecraft four months after Luna 9. NASA manned Apollo program was developed in parallel after a series of unmanned and manned tests of the Apollo spacecraft in Earth orbit and spurred on by a potential Soviet lunar flight. In 1968, Apollo 8 made the first crewed mission to lunar orbit. The subsequent landing of the first humans on the Moon in 1969, as seen by many, as the culmination of the space race. Neil Armstrong became the first person to walk on the Moon as the commander of the American mission Apollo 11 by first setting foot on the moon at 2.56 UTC on July 21, 1969. The Apollo missions 11 to 17, except Apollo 13, which aborted its planned lunar landing, returned 382 kilograms of lunar rock and soil in 2196 separate samples The American moon landing and return was enabled by considerable technology advances in the early 1960s in domains such as chemistry software engineering and atmospheric reentry technology and by highly competent management of enormous technical undertaking